I'm your host, comedian Joe Ahmed, and this is Beating Walls Only. All right, ladies and gentlemen, Beating Walls Only back again with another episode. What's up, guys? I'm fucking, I'm slacking again. I'm sorry, but we're back, and we have a return guest today. You know him. You love him. He plays the grimy wubs. He plays the melodic wubs. He fucks shit up in the club. Give it up for Tanner Herrera, a.k.a. Sensei. Hey, yo. How was that for a fucking Dude, intro? Dude, that was solid, bro. <laughs> yo, I like that, bro. Let's you got me go. all jittery over here, dude. I've been I've been fucking around trying to do the announcements that uh, at the at the open the one open mic I go to like I don't know it's been fun I like putting on an announcer's voice try to be Bruce Buffer for a okay, quick okay okay <sighs> so it's good to see you again man it's been a while dude it really has and it's cool you just uh, you're uh, you moved I and moved. then I moved. And we're still about the same distance. Everybody somehow. moved, yeah, yeah works dude. out. Uh huh. We all just shifted a little bit over. <laughs> I went from fucking Mechanicsburg to Camp Hill in six months. That's crazy, <laughs> dude. <laughs> but it's been fun. It's been good. But so let's get into it because we actually have things to talk about this evening, ladies and gentlemen. Mm-hmm. Not just our normal shenanigans. <laughs> um, you wanted to talk about like the origins of the project sensei yeah before we get in i just want to say i felt very gay saying the project of sensei like (laughs) like what is what is the um like is it a persona is it a character that these guys do like or like i say these guys but these djs do like is sensei just like 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 a project is that just something you're working under or is that like who like you are on stage, if that makes any sense. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? So I would say it's it's kind of a little bit of both. Um, so, you know, it is a project. It's something, uh, you know, I like, I like the term project. And truthfully, I didn't even, um, I never really used that until I started this and okay. started hearing it. And, and it, uh, it really does match what, what it is, um, you know, it being a project. Because you're putting so much into it and so many different aspects um and uh but at the same time it is also kind of a like an alter ego type of thing like right. um especially with my uh with you know with mine uh having it be kind of like an alter ego is something that I like in the brand um I like having a little bit of separation between myself and this project okay um Especially because, uh, you know, for a little bit there, there was no separation for me. It was very much like, I am Sensei, Sensei is me. Mm-hmm. When I, when Sensei's doing good, I'm doing good. When Sensei's doing bad, I'm doing bad. So, like, over the past couple years, lear- like, using Project and separating myself a little bit from it allows, like, me, Tanner, to have my own personal accomplishments and be proud of myself and like, you know, happy with myself. Mm-hmm. And then have Sensei be something that when it's doing good, awesome. And when I'm pushing it forward, awesome. Um, you know, but it but it's not a hundred percent me. That's probably like really healthy. It's so healthy. Because like I think that's something that comics really run into where they become 
their stage persona. Like, look yeah. at Sam Kinison. Like, he was renowned as like this wild party guy, and everybody wanted to party with Sam Kinison, right? Um, I saw, and I think that's probably like really good because, like, think about um, even even a guy like Stevo. You know, same thing. Where it's just like Stevo got fucked up. Everybody wanted to get fucked up with Steve, and I think that person who we try to be while entertaining others can sometimes come back to bite us in the ass because people constantly want to be entertained and we do love entertaining. Mm -hmm. So we feel like we, like it's almost like the fun that we got from entertaining those people turns into an obligation. And I think that could lead down a pretty windy and bad road. Yeah. And if, you know, like, uh, I mean, if you're, persona isn't there like you know let's say you stop doing it at some point or something happens and you're no longer able to you know continue forward you decide that you know comedy or music or whatever isn't for you if you've grown so close that you are your project or your brand then and then it's gone like what what are you then? Yeah, you put massive so much, identity crisis. Yeah, and you've put all your self-worth into this project that is you, and then, you know, you're still worth something just because it's not there. Like, you're right. still a person, and people still value you, but now you've taken all your value, and you've put it into something, and as soon as it stops, it's gone. And yeah. I think I think putting that much uh, pressure on yourself it's a recipe for disaster, uh, especially when it comes to art or music or something that it takes a very long time to build and you have a lot of ups and downs in building that. Right. Plus, um, another, you kind of just answered a question for me up in the toilet because, like, I kind of, I don't actually go by this. I'm just Joe, but, like, my, my comedian Instagram page is the Redneck Hippie, and I was just trying to, I, th I think my goal was to, like, have that be, like, my, you know, the machine, you know, for Burke Christ or that yeah. type of thing. Um, and I've been toying around with the idea of changing it to like the the degenerate saint. Okay. Um, but that kind of just because like I don't always want to be a degenerate, you know. Yeah. But I'm always gonna be a redneck, and I'm always gonna be a hippie. You know what yeah. I'm saying? Okay. You know, yeah. so it like kind of comes along with like um, knowing who you are, and like having this character be who you want to be, and putting everything in that. Because if it's if you're Turning this thing, project, whatever, into who you are versus who you want to be, I think it's when you put, force this person, like, you force this character of, like, who you want to be, I think that's when it could be dangerous and you get into, like, the wicked spirals with drugs and all that shit. Because, like, if it is about who you are, you're always going to be able to flow with what you're doing. You're like, oh, you can, like, you can consciously recognize, like, oh, I like that. But there's a point if you're being who you want to be you're going to find peers where you're like, I don't want this, but I have to do this because now it is my fucking source of income. Yeah. Yeah. You know what I mean? Uh, yeah. You've, you trap yourself as this character. As yourself. Yeah. Whoa, that is shit. true. Oh, no. We're fucking solving <laughs> things, dude. Yeah, yeah, we're rolling here. <laughs> yeah. I mean, it's, it's, um, it can be really dangerous and you see, I mean, I think, it's in most creative industries, this very, uh, you know, everyone's depressed. I mean, everyone is depressed nowadays anyways, but even worse in, in uh, creative communities, because how, you know, 
unless you know different, how can you not put your value into your art, which you value so much? Right. Like, how can you not have a, at least a piece of it? You know, and even calling, you know, Sensei a project, like, I still have a piece of it that I'm attached to. If, oh, if it to. did go, then, yeah, that would uh, that would be, you know, there would definitely be a piece of me that's that I've put into that. Now, what do you mean by if it would go? Like, the project just stops or, like, you retire? Like, I feel like if you, if you consciously make the decision to be like, okay, this part of my life is over, chapter closed. Yeah. You know, I feel like that's different than being like, I had everything taken from me. Yeah, for sure. And, um, and you know, what I would be referring to would be more, you know, if I were to stop with music, uh, you know, which obviously it's not something I ever plan on doing. Uh, and that is a lot of the reason why I've stopped putting as, as much value of myself into the project. Right. Because at the beginning with the project when I was the happiest was when I didn't take it seriously really at all. I was just doing it because I love music. Right. And then when I was the saddest was when I was focusing on trying to make it, you mm -hmm. know? And, uh, and I think I've come to a point where I can be at a cool middle ground where I'm, I'm putting everything that I can in to, to, you know, quote unquote, make it, uh, you know, but, I'm doing it because I love music. Right. I'm, you know, I'm focused on the music and I'm just putting in the work on the back end. And if it happens, it happens. Um, but, you know, I'm, I'm much more focused at this point on creating a project that I can feel proud of. Yeah. Uh, you know, my music, my art, branding around it, uh, you know, what it stands for. Uh, you know, that's, that's my main goal with it now. Sick. Now, what made you initially start like wanting to create the music? I know the last time we talked, you were just kind of mainly like you're starting to dabble with production, but you were mainly trying to learn mixing. Yeah. So, like, at what point during the mixing where where you, where you kind of thought to yourself, you're like, oh, I want to make the sounds now. Yeah. Well, uh, you know, to be honest, it's uh, when I really started taking the project a bit more seriously was when I realized that production has to be there. Um, you know, I think especially in today, in today's EDM industry, being able to produce is going to get your project to a higher tier level than just DJing. Yeah. Obviously there are DJs that are at that level, um, and have got there only DJing, they're not producing, but you see less and less of that happen by the day. Yeah. It used to be, you could be a really, really cool DJ and you could spin and people would, you know, you could create a vibe, have good crowd control and like GTA, yeah. GTA, good times ahead. Exactly. Literally exactly. that was, that was, that was like their whole thing. You're like, yeah, we're here to get people fucking feeling good. Yeah. But kind of shit producers in my opinion like the songs that they have kind of feel formulated and like just not just not good sorry but they'll, they'll fucking throw down it is a vibe it is a good time yeah they, <laughs> they make sure good, good on time. their process or, <laughs> or their promise i should say but uh but yeah i mean that is like my biggest strickler like i don't i don't bullshit 
with my friends if they're trying to make me i'll let them know if it's not good i'll let them know what's going on like i'm like okay this is what's good this is what's not good you know yeah. like i have no problems fucking being like a constructive critic just because like i'm kind of picky with with good music like if i hear one thing i'm just like mm, kind of ruin kind of ruins a song for me you know yeah but then if the more you listen to a song and you're like okay i kind of see where they're coming with that but i'm just, oh, yeah could have been different you know that kind of thing yeah um but still like the one thing i always uh, i stress i'm just like sound design Mm-hmm. Sound design is the most important fucking thing because like you can tell when it's like okay, this is this was a well made sound. This is a symphony of well made sounds together. You yeah. know when there's a shit one in there, and you're like oh, that snare's flat or like that snare's like probably just like a cheap preset type deal. Which do what you got to do, but guys, if you want to make music, spend the guap, spend the guap, get the, get the good stuff. I mean, you can you don't always need the good stuff, but like you know what I'm saying? Yeah, and yeah, and spend the time to uh, learn. I, like I think one of the most difficult things that producers are going through right now is this feeling of like drowning in all of the new music and feeling the need to produce and to have, you know, three TikTok or reels every week and um, release a song every month and release on labels and all that, you know, and because of all this pressure, I think a lot of like beginning projects, uh, the music gets a little bit rushed out. Mm -hmm. And when you're forced to spit out a song every month, like, your learning process is going to get a little bit cut back. Yeah. Uh, you're not going to be able to really fully learn and understand some of these music theory concepts that can be brought in and these sound design tricks and tips and, you know. Well, dude, screw the, the actual song, like, in the theory behind it. Learning how to use the doll. Yeah. There, I don't give a shit how user friendly it is. I still got to make phone calls if my logic is fucked up. <laughs> I got to <laughs> yeah. call my boy Gary. I'm like, Gary, it's not doing the thing again. And he's got to be like, FaceTime me, you dumb motherfucker. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And he's just like, it's literally, it's turned off. If hit this button over here, I'm like, oh, dude, thanks. <laughs> yeah. Dude, exactly. And, and that's the thing is, like, especially with technology, I mean, whatever you choose, you just learn it. Learn the ups and downs. Be able to, you know, with your eyes closed, kind of, like, find your way out around it. Yeah. Um, but I think knowing and understanding what you're using is is always key in anything music yeah. it's, in that, video it's universal editing. it's universal yeah you just you got to understand the tool yep. and once you do that then that's when you start really Figuring you know, shit cooking out. yeah yeah it, it's really not like any anything that requires skill like all the bullet points are the same like you know like you have mm-hmm. to understand what you're doing you have to have like a clear goal in mind to achieve it and as soon as you understand, like, the inner workings, not just the action itself, that, like you said, that's when, you know, things start connecting. That's when you actually, like, learn. Yeah. That's why Virtual Riot is as sick as he is. Dude, Have yeah. you watched him? He did Twitch streams for a little bit where he was just making banger after banger in, like, 20 minutes. It's really funny you brought that up because literally last night at like my like 1 a.m. like YouTube session where I'm just like sitting there like I'm I'm like a mega nerd now when it comes to production because I'm so like uh, I'm trying to learn it. 
So like I'm just sitting there at like 1 a.m. and uh, and one of his sound design videos popped up and I was like, oh, this is like an hour and 20 minutes like serious or serum tutorial. Oh, uh, I've watched that. That's a good one. Yeah, that's bro, a good one. I put that in my watch later. I was like, next session, I'm sitting there and I'm watching that and I'm testing all that stuff out. But uh, <laughs> dude, serum's so much fun, dude. dude like, it really I, is. I have no idea what I'm doing in there, but I've made some <laughs> sick sounds, dude. I was so scared of it for so long because every time, like, I I got it and then I didn't use it for probably like say maybe like a month ish because I would open it up and I would look at it and I was like, oh my, it's God, overwhelming. I don't know what it's any overwhelming, of this does, dude. Yeah. It's terrifying, dude. It's like you're like, all right, I recognize the wavetable. I have a rough understanding of what I can do in that wavetable. And you're like, okay, file, sound, okay, all right, here are the presets. Slap one in here and fuck with that and mm -hmm. like tweaking with it. I just I love the fact that you're able to manipulate every single detail of a sound. Yeah. And one cuz like that was I think that's what made Serum so groundbreaking in production cuz I noticed when Serum first came out that like we started hearing some different shit. I thought I thought dubstep died for a while. Really? Yes, I thought it was gone. Cause like it all just turned into like the same kind of shenanigans, and then Ganja came out, then Boogie T was coming out, then Squanto and fucking Subtronics, all these guys. And I'm yeah. like, okay, these are new sounds. And then it had it went crazy with rhythm, rhythm flooded everything. <laughs> but Trench warfare. Yeah, now then it just, now, but now I'm really starting to get the classic dubstep vibes and shit now, but even dis more disgusting than what it was then. Dude. It's insane. And it's crazy. The concept of sub bass. Jesus Christ. Bro. Game changer. Bro. Game changer. Whole game changer. <laughs> like it had so much texture to an already like detailed song. Mm hmm Oh man. Dude. EDM's cool, guys. <laughs> yeah, for real. <laughs> you just hear the passion. It's the passion coming through. <laughs> and I get so pissed off because, like, I'll show, I'm like, I'll, I don't care. I know I get shit for it. But, like, I'll show my family tunes. I'm like, listen to this. Like, I know you say it <laughs> yeah. all sounds the same, but listen to this cocksucker right here. And they're yeah. like, it takes no talent. I'm like, you don't know what you're fucking hearing. Yeah, right. Like, you don't understand. Like, could you do, oh, it takes no talent. You could do this. If I pop my laptop down in front of you, you'll be putting out this banger in, in a day <laughs> dude i uh my my grandpa came up here from california like uh i'd say it was probably like three years ago and uh we went up to baltimore and on the way back it was my grandpa my grandma and my mom and my grandpa was like you want to ride with me and uh like I found out later that it was because he really wanted to like talk and connect with me and stuff. Yeah. Whole ride showed him dubstep bangers, dude. Nice. He never asked me to drive with him again at that <laughs> after that. Bro, he won't even let me have aux when he comes up. I'm like, like, I try to nope. plug in my phone. He's like, uh, there's not an aux on it. I'm like, Grandpa, I see it right there. He's, He's like, nope, mm -mm. not for you. There's not. No, this got Sirius XM though. <laughs> like, here you like, go. Let's turn this to Margaritaville. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, for real. He's like, man, I love this Beatles radio. <laughs> but what's crazy to me is that both my dad and my uncle 
they're big house guys, big like tech house and fucking all that good shit. Like okay, like the, I'm, I'm like yeah, but this is the good shit right here. And they're yeah. like oh, just all, it's all this fucking yeah, it's just dubstep. I'm like <laughs> again, you don't know what you're hearing, bro. Yeah, but it's great because now, like I said, my sisters are into it. Yeah, so I'm like. I showed you I got showed someone to show. I showed dudes. them uh, Excision's 2019 Rampage set. Just that first five minutes where he comes out hard. I have never seen. Oh it. Oh my god, dude! It's on YouTube. Yeah, hold oh, on. We're about bro. to. I fucking hold on. I'm grabbing a speaker. Oh, bet. Oh my god, I did this. I did this uh, on the one solo podcast. I had to just yammer, yammer real quick. Okay. While I'm grabbing this. Oh. <laughs> Hello. We're out here. Waiting for Joe to get back. Ready to listen to this Rampage set. Dude, the first like, couple minutes is nuts. 2019, you 2019. said? Wow. Crazy. Pre-pandemic. The good days. Yeah. <laughs> for real. Crazy. It's crazy to think the way that I would rave back before the pandemic, dude. Mm-hmm. Hey, ain't no way, bro. I was... I was dangerous, dude. <laughs> oh, Plus, I mean, growing up is a thing, too. Yeah, that is true. I mean, I feel like it definitely made us all grow up a lot. A lot faster than we wanted to, maybe. I showed my little sisters this, and I looked over my the youngest sister, Emma. Yeah. She was fucking... Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Yo, you'd love to see it. I was like, yeah. So at the same time, I was just like, maybe that's not a good thing. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. YouTube. Oh, is this the first song, dude? dude, Let's go, bro. Yeah, hold up. (laughs) This is gas. Then we'll fast forward. Literally, it's the first five minutes. Yeah, dude. Just enjoy this while we do a podcast. Because, mm-hmm. like, you'll... you'll oh, yeah. No. Yeah. Bong. Oh. And that's where chills. Dude, this, this is- EP was so good. Oh, my God. This EP was yes. so good, dude. Time Dem- stands still. Bro. That one, dude. When, uh, did you go to Reunion? I did not. Your reunion was a vibe. Dude, I heard it was really good. Other than didn't get like rained out a little bit. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. But then What the fuck? Dude. Cock. Block. Yo, fuck you. I'm never using you again. Damn, bro. Or you dominoes. <laughs> But Time Stood Still was like the song that I had stuck in my head. Dude, it was so good. I remember when that first came out, I listened to it in my boy TJ's car. He like pulled up, we were about to go to the gym, and yeah. I'm like, what is this? Yeah. This is so nasty. Let's go up with the beer like. <laughs> yes. So good. And this is like maybe a tech house festival. Or something like that. It's not this. That's like this was crazy. big. Just fucking throw the lasso, dude. Where's Rampage at? Uh, like Belgium. Really? Yeah, somewhere oh, wow. in Europe. Okay. Somewhere in I don't know if it's Belgium. 
Okay. But somewhere, it, somewhere European and foreign. Yeah. <laughs> it's a pretty cool name for a festival. I right? like it. I would think that Rampage would be a dubstep right? festival, to be honest. The, the sound of it. You've heard about Defcon 1, though, right? No, I have not. That's like the big, world's biggest like uh, hardstyle fest. Oh, really? Yeah. Okay. Well, yeah, I don't really listen to much hardstyle. I, ha- I like a few songs, but I kind of take it like D&B. Has to be yeah. good. Everybody's loving DNB right now. DNB is is coming through, I and I enjoy it. But then I'm hearing a lot of bad, where people are just like, "Oh, this is trendy." You know mm, what I mean? Yeah. Did, yo, you ever seen the video of the uh, DNB with the chairs? The dude yeah. slide in the chairs. <laughs> yeah, that's yeah, that so was good. funny. I also like DNB. <laughs> Comes Bro. out swinging. Uh. <laughs> That's this, crazy. This makes some for great listening. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, for real. We're like, yo, isn't this drop sick? And it's probably barely just coming yeah, through. Yeah, it's the like in the back. It's like. But yeah, dude, I showed them this, and it was, I was like, let's go. Yo, okay, okay, yeah, bro. Honestly. Just based on the first five, he was on a different level that day. Like, I hate when people give excision shit. He's the biggest. So, like, it's bound the to biggest happen. is always going to get shit. But That's dude, just the problem. Back when these were new, <laughs> remember that time? <laughs> dude, there's, it's still good. Still See, hits. The interesting part is that this is... Closer to the time that I got into this. Oh, really? Scene. I'm very, very new. Like a little baby in this, dude. That's why, like, some of the things that, like, you know, some of the homies that I have now that you guys have experienced in the scene, like, I wasn't even near around it. I think my first, my first festival was EDC Orlando 2018. That's a hell of a first fest. Dude, it was crazy, bro. And <laughs> I did it stupid too. I didn't even I didn't understand like how to festival. Yeah. It was just a bunch of rave babies. We all went out to EDC Orlando and like we showed up to EDC Orlando at opening sauced. Sauce. <laughs> we're like, this is how we get through the Dude, day. <laughs> yeah, we're like, let's just get as sauce as possible before we go in because it's a festival. Dude, by like 6 p.m. when the good set started, yeah. I was dead, bro. Yeah. I was laying underneath like one of the art installments, just done. Yeah. Feet dead, brain fried. Of course. It was rough. Yeah. That's a banger, That's bro. That's a hell of a five minutes, bro. Dude, for real. I'm gonna have to I'm gonna have to put that on on the way home yeah. to be honest. Enjoy, enjoy that. Yeah, for real. Oh, dude, my, I was actually just talking about my first festival because, like, my 21st birthday was, like, a two-week-long music festival. Really? So my birthday was on a Wednesday, right? So, okay. you know, fucking go out on my birthday, get hammered, get kicked out of the bar I worked at. Next night, drive to Camden for Warp Tour, then go over to Philly for a Dirty Heads concert. Uh, just hung out in Philly Saturday, went Sunday, went to go see Slipknot and Marilyn Manson up in Hershey. Dude. Worked Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, went up to Bisco, and that was my first music festival. Bro, that's sweet. I still haven't been to Bisco. Bisco, it 
it takes something from you. Really? It's brutal. Oh, okay. <laughs> that mountain. Uh, have you ever been up to Montage at all? Uh, yes. I went up one time um, for a drive-in, the Subtronics drive-in okay. up there. Okay. Yeah. I wish we could have drove in. <laughs> that mountain takes you. You got to climb it? That's where you camp, bro. That's where you camp. Bro. bro, it is three o'clock in the morning, and you know where that main stage is, right at the bottom. The- you gotta climb all the way up, bro. and there were people who were at the top, at the top, dude. Whew. That is rough. It was disgusting, yeah. and oh man, like I was all fucked up on K, fucking <laughs> yeah, <laughs> fell down just like oh, bro. And, like you, the more the weekends, the weekends continue, and you see more crutches and leg braces and wrist oh, braces. Oh no! Like the, it takes souls, dude. Dude, that's good to know, bro. Cause oh my god, I had no idea. I mean, it's literally in the name, Montage Mountain. So yeah, I mean, I, yeah, I guess I never thought about it. I drove there, so I was like, I was like, oh, this is nice. And then the you know? second year we went to Bisco, dude, like they stopped sending shuttles. So I literally stood in line until sunrise. It was like eleven o'clock dude. at night till sunrise, just standing in line. That is a rough night, bro. <laughs> oh my god, it was insane. And that dog. was your first that festival was my second. too. That was the second one. Oh, that was the second yeah. one. Okay, the first one went pretty swell, but like like you said, we didn't know how to festival. Yeah, like, you go into it with no idea, like how intense it can be. Yeah, like I'll never forget. It was the first night, and like same thing. Went in, fucked up, and like partied all day, and didn't miss a set. Yeah, and then like Big Grismatic is on stage. Okay. And we fall asleep in the chairs. Oh, dude. And I was just, I remember sounding like, I got to stay awake, but I can't, dude. <laughs> oh, just yeah. Just fucking just. It's exhausted. But then the second year, I slept through Ganja White Night, and I was pissed about that. Oh, no. Literally, because, like, I, like, so I literally flew in from Seattle with a backpack, saw my family for, like, maybe two hours for my birthday, because my birthday's right around Bisco. Okay. Um, yeah. And then we fucking, we drive up. We I stand in line, you know, we party, party, party. And then literally the last day, uh, Ganja White Nights, uh, and I, like, took a mid-afternoon nap, and I fell asleep, and I did not get back up until the next morning. Uh, and I just remember be, laying in the tent, like, listening to the music. Like, I'm like, I need to be there, but could not get up. Yeah. Yeah, honestly, when you're, like, in the tent, too, and you got to, like, be like, I not only got to get up, but I gotta collect myself. Yeah. Walk back to the fest, or uh, yeah, because you would have to go back through security, right? Uh, like, uh, you are you Security's camping off grounds? A, it's like on grounds, but but like there's security. Ah, uh, okay. Yeah. You know. Uh huh. They're yeah. like, you you don't look like you have weapons <laughs> on you. Come on in. <laughs> yeah, they do like the pat down, but they don't even really touch you. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Like, I, but then I remember the one day, the, like I was just like, come on, like didn't even check our backpacks for like liquids and shit. I was like, if I would have known that, I would have brought some liquor. <laughs> yeah, all right, dude. <laughs> Stash a couple beers in here, for dude. For real. Nah, what, bro? Did you see the uh, somebody? Uh, what was it? They dug. A bottle into uh, Legend oh. Valley, I think it was. And oh then yeah, they undug it. 
during Lost Lands, I think I might be getting. I might I've be. Seen, I've seen a few. I've seen a few of those happen where like this guy came here weeks earlier, dug a hole, planted a bottle, <laughs> and fucking dug it back up. That's some serious dedication. Like, I would. It makes so much sense though, because no one's like. There's no security when there's nothing. Like when there's not shows going on. Yeah. There's no reason why you couldn't do that. You just have to like. Mm-hmm. You know, have have a little little boozy pirate treasure map <laughs> for real, dude. If I'm doing that though, I'm not I'm not planting one single bottle. I'm planting like a, f- a at least six, bottles, at least six. Yeah, so I'm like, planting a funnel in there. I'm putting it in a bag, dude. <laughs> they just discover a fucking trap door somewhere in the middle of the field. <laughs> Yo, like, what the real? hell is this? And it's like a couch. <laughs> yeah. Well, like while you're down there, you might as well dig a hole like to like an out, you know, that way you don't got to pay to get in either. And you bring in all the alcohol. There we go. Now dude. we're talking. This is this is like old school uh, uh, bootleggers. Like, yeah, we're <laughs> yeah, getting this bro. illegal alcohol. No, none of this $18 for a small cocktail bullshit. <laughs> yeah, for real, bro. We'll just start our own stand right above the hole. They're like, how did these guys get in here? And we're like, no, we have our vending. We yeah. have our, or go in as vendors. You know? Okay. You know? Yeah. And then just not vend anything and just hang out. Yeah. Well... But then you'd still have to pay a the little. Vet, a true yeah. vending fee. I don't, I don't know how these mm-hmm. things work. They're, they're just good. I, they sound like good ideas in my head. <laughs> yeah. If you had to choose, like, your first, you know, decent-sized festival, I'd say, like, Big Dub and Up. Like, what would you want your first festival to be? Hmm. I feel like... Probably Electric Forest, to be honest. Nice. I think I was w- thinking Electric Forest too. Yeah, I still haven't been, but like I feel like for my first one, like doing EDC Orlando was dope, but Electric Forest, uh, I even back before I got into EDM, I would have known some people on the lineup. Yeah. So I probably would have had a, a bit more fun. EDC Orlando was fun, but oh, I'm talking about a sensei, not you personally. Oh, to yeah. play. Yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah, to yeah, play. Yeah. Ah. Dude, I would have to say Lost Lands. It's got to be Lost Lands. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Just okay. like, oh man. I, I just, was like, I think you're definitely melodic, and you're like a like a good blend of melodic and heavy. That would be fucking sick for you for us. That's what I was thinking. It would also be super dope. I would say yes to both. <laughs> Obviously, <laughs> Obviously <laughs> would say yes to both. But like, if I would have to choose one, I just feel like it's gotta it's gotta be Legend Valley. That's where I fell in love. Like, really fell in love with festivals. I've always really loved fests, but that one was just like my first Lost Lands. Just it was it my just second, hit different. Second Bisco for me. Okay. Yeah, because it was, it was a wild, it was a fucking journey this weekend, right? Yeah. Um, literally flew across the, flew across the country, you know, met up with like my ex girlfriend I hadn't talked to since moving out there. You know, all that good shit. Yeah. And uh, have a, an interesting time, a good time, but not, not whatever. We'll fucking, we'll, I've told that story a billion times on this. But um, I'll never forget uh, the last day, Bass Nectar's playing. And this was when it was still cool to be a fan of Bass Nectar. <laughs> yeah. Because uh, uh, we don't like petter asses. But yeah. uh, G. Jones throws down. Um, Allison took Molly for the first time. We're all feeling like really fucking good. And then all of a sudden, the craziest rain I've ever experienced in my life smacks the venue. And I start kind of freaking out where I'm like, 
I'm broke. The mountains flooded. The tents at the bottom of the hill. I have my wallet. I have my passport. I have everything important, but that tent's gone. Like all this clothes gone. Aww. So I'm like starting to spiral. Like I'm fucking in a bad spot with my mom right now. It's so, like I ate a little bit of L. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So reality. Thinking about all this. Reality stuff. just starts crashing down. I'm fucking Ooh. venting my whole life story to this poor lemonade like waitress stand lady. And, like, her, uh, our friend Sarah starts, like, turning blue. She's, like, freezing cold because of the rain. She's just in, like, a bikini, essentially. So I'm, like, it's, like, I'm, like, it was a mess. Yeah. Rain stops. Well, like, we made it out. Like, I hugged. I, I remember her Her name was Nicole. I hugged Nicole. Okay. The, the lemon. And, um, shout for, out, Nicole. Shout out, Nicole, for being a good fucking trip sitter there Yo, for, for a real. second. <laughs> yeah. And then, um. We're standing and like they're getting ready to play music, and then Bass Nectar opens up with like the beginning organ shit from Riders on the Storm. Okay, proceeds to fucking rinse the whole tune. I don't know if you love the Doors, but I do. Um, and that fucking, I was just like, no way, like this is awesome. And he fucking plays a song and then just drops into some heavy shit. And I'll never forget. I was like. Wow, we went through all these trials and tribulations just for this right here, and I was like, all these people from different walks of life, like, like we're here for one reason, and that's to have a good time and fucking vibe, and that's what was going on, and I literally turned around, there were these two chicks behind me, and I was just like, guys, I don't fucking know you, but I love you, and I hope you had the best weekend of your life. And she was like, that's why we do this. And she gave me my first candy. I still have it. No way. Yeah. That's uh, awesome. It's floating, it's floating around somewhere in, in, in that room. Okay. And that was the moment. That was your that moment was it. where you're like, wow, I, was I like, love this. There it is. Okay. Yo, that's pretty dope. Honestly, I get it. That's like, especially especially that that love was reciprocated when you turned around, too. Yeah. Cause that is really that's also one of the big reasons why I fell in love with just this like the community aspect. There's yeah. just not a lot of places you can be a hundred percent your authentic self, and people are just there for you. Yeah, because like that's the place where you can be your authentic self. Yeah, like we're all just these little fucking wild children that are just getting rocked or just grimy face ba- bass. Yeah, face and dude. Just like, ah. The best is when you make a bass when you meet <clears throat> somebody else with your bass with your equality <clears throat> of bass face. <clears throat> yeah, <clears throat> what is this? What the fuck, dude? <laughs> <laughs> Like, ugh. yeah, I've tried. I've tried doing this on stage, and it would. It does not work with people who don't know what dubstep is. Mm, yeah, because uh, I'm be just like, 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 you know, a DJ's having a good set when everybody looks confused. Like the whole crowd's like, <laughs> what, yeah. is, what the fuck? <laughs> what is going on? And you're like, everyone's just nodding aggressively, but not sure what's going on. I'm like, yes, that's it. That's exactly what's going on. No aggressively has, agreeing. Like no one has any idea what the fuck they're experiencing, but they're loving every second of it yeah it's something else and, and that the the art of mixing to do that mm-hmm. like i'll never forget seeing downlink you've been to the av i assume now yeah that used to be soundgarden hall okay and soundgarden hall was the greasiest club i've ever been into <laughs> oh really Ever. Like, I saw illegal things happen there. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I was just like, this is fucking... So we, literally, this is the type of the type of club this place used to be. I watched these two dudes get arrested, waiting to go in. Okay. Three hours later, I see them in there. <laughs> no shot. 
I was like, I was like, shouldn't you guys be concerned? And I'm like, dude, it's like the sixth time I've been arrested this week. That's not, that's nothing, bro. Those <laughs> are some gangsters. They were like, they got out of jail and came right back. I don't even think they went to jail, but they're probably just like, I don't know, I don't know, I don't know, I don't know what the booking process is. But that's crazy. They were there. They were back, dude. Good for them. <laughs> I know, right? They I wonder the party who, rage. I wonder where they're at now. Yeah, right. <laughs> You know, <laughs> the world may never know. Oh. Maybe the next time you go to the app, they'll be there, dude. <sighs> I wouldn't recognize them if I did see them. <laughs> you just, you'll know once they get arrested. Yeah, right. Ah, uh, those are the guys. Like, that's it. Yeah. Well, it's crazy now because, like, I went back there for the first time for a company show. Okay. Um, And I was like, oh, man, I'm just getting flashbacks of the craziest shit. Like, it, like, it looks pretty much the same. They just got really? rid of some side furniture. Let me tell you, that side furniture, whew. Oh, oh no. it, was, it was it was bad, dude. Oh, dude, I can only imagine, bro. First, dude. Oh man, I'm sorry. We, we were supposed to talk about the origin of Sensei. Now hey, we're man, just fucking. We're good. We're, good. we're, <laughs> <laughs> we're fucking, chilling. dude. Listen to this. The first, like the show hadn't even started yet. It's early. We didn't. We didn't. We were again rave babies. We don't know how to do this. We ate the L like twenty minutes away. Oh, we walk in. We're sauce. And we're like, we really gotta fucking piss and all this good stuff. Somebody locked themselves into the bathroom stall, like speaking gibberish, smearing shit all over the wall. Jesus. Show hadn't started. Whew. That's the type of club this place is. Oh, man. That is, that's Or rough, it was. Dude. I don't want to yeah. besmirch the great uh -huh. name of the Av. They seem to be doing pretty good. Yeah, but, but back in the day, I'm oh, pretty sure right. it was ran by the Russian mob because there were always fucking like racked. And, and jacked Russians just. <laughs> oh, <laughs> just... Boris. Bruh, that's, that's a little sketch. It was sketch. But you know what, dude? You always need a little bit of sketch. It's like seasoning. It got it got me ready for Bisco. Because Bisco was just that, but you stayed there. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. You camped. <laughs> oh, man, dude. <laughs> All right, let's get back on track. Here we're here to talk about you, not how much we love getting fucked up. <laughs> and dubstep and shit. So you were saying um, over the text, we want to talk about some mental health struggles. I feel like we were tapping into it a little bit there in the beginning, but I just wanted to touch back with you to see if there was anything else you wanted to add it as far as the trials and tribulations of mental warfare for an art project. Yeah, man. Well, you know, the thing is, is, yeah, you know, so this journey has been pretty crazy. It's, it's been a lot of ups and downs and you know like to be honest at the at the beginning of the project um you know at least when it was virtual uh i i started to rise a bit quicker i think than um i should have and that created a majority of the struggles that i've gone through for like the past year and a half okay um you know because uh when you start a project and I was posting, so here, let me go back. Let me go back to the beginning a little bit so I can kind of explain a bit more of, uh, of some, some of this stuff. So when I first had the idea like to DJ, um, it was with one of my good friends, uh, TJ, we used TJ to go to the DJ. TJ, dude, it would have worked perfect. <laughs> but 
Um, we were supposed to, so we were both like very, very into this like EDM. We loved it. Absolutely loved it. Um, you know, we were going to shows like every weekend, uh, and we decided, you know, we were very passionate about it. And I feel like a lot of people in EDM get to that point. You're so passionate about it. And then it's like, okay, well, what's the next step? I want to make this like a bit more a part of my life. Like I want to create, you know, a, a bit more, like get more into the scene. Right. Um, and so naturally we were like, okay, well, what if we like learned how to DJ? Um, and so we kind of made this plan in the beginning to be a duo. Um, but both of us were pretty broke. Like we didn't, we didn't, and we didn't know the first thing about CDJs are not cheap. Nothing, yeah. <laughs> we didn't know anything about anything. We were just like two guys who listen to dubstep who were like, let's learn to do this. Yeah. So, so literally I, I was at his house and I I went and I was taking a shit and I was like trying to figure out like what, like how could we do this? Like how could we kind of do this to start? Because we didn't want to like invest a bunch of money if we didn't really know yet, you know. So we wanted to see how to dip our toes in a little bit. Um, and I ended up finding this app called Splice. Now a lot of um, producers are familiar with splice like the sample like you mm -hmm. um but this is a video editing app on your phone mm -hmm. um so essentially what you what it is is just like a quick video editing app but you can take um it's linked to itunes and you can take songs and you can overlap them and you can fade them in and you can fade them out and you can cut them wherever you want to and it shows their wavelengths so i was you know, in the bathroom and I'm like, oh my God, we can kind of learn how to DJ with this splice app. Like right. at least to start, like I can take a song and I can cut it at the drop and switch it. the drop yeah. and like start off like that. And so I, um, so I started to learn how to, um, how to do this and basically, uh, he ended up moving to Florida um, so then I was kind of like solo going forward with it. And then the pandemic hit and everything shut down. Um, and then I was, uh, at, at that point I had started to build a bit of a brand on Twitter. Um, cause I was streaming on Twitch and, uh, I used to own like a gaming team. Mm -hmm. um, okay. so it was called Zay gaming, um, which is where the name kind of stemmed from as well. Um, so I was building my brand on Twitter around gaming and then also going to shows. So I kind of had my, like I had dipped into both audiences like Twitch and Apex people and gamers. And then also on the other side, EDM. So, um, <coughs> around this time when everything shut down, all the live streams started, uh, so we were seeing big artists do live streams on a weekly basis. Mm -hmm. And then one of my good friends, uh, Jake, Jake Stevenson, he threw this festival, this virtual festival called Night Days. And this was uh, one of the first like underground virtual events that had happened. 
Because it was very soon after the shutdown, and then also, you know, every other stream was bigger people, bigger artists. Uh, they had the funding behind it, and they right. had the people to bring them in. So um, he threw this Night Days, and I was brought on as part of the design team. So through that, I was able to kind of see the uh, infrastructure of throwing one of these events, and that is when the real first idea of like Sensei spawned. Because through seeing that, I realized, hey, I think I could do this. I think I could also throw a virtual event. And I was like, well, what, how cool would it be if I threw my own virtual event and then I also played a set at that event to announce that I was, you know, starting on this artist journey. Yeah. And so that's where all this kind of initially started. So my very first set, I was still on Splice because I still didn't know how to use any of the stuff. So I was still on Splice taking songs and editing them together. And uh, so I edited together the very first Dusa. Which I and um, you know I I took like YouTube visuals and edited it all together and made bro I spent I spent like three months on Dusa one and it Damn. was it was terrible <laughs> dude it was so bad like yeah but I bet you were like stoked on it dude That's I, like I was just saying I had that once video on on YouTube and I thought I was like yeah I yeah, fucking killed it now I yeah. look back I'm like that was dog shit uh -huh. <laughs> it's crazy when you get that perspective you're like at the time bro I'm like I'm bringing my iPad out to friends houses so that in the car I can show them my stuff because it was all my music, all of my music at that point mm -hmm. was on my iPad because it's on Splice. So yep. it takes like twenty minutes for me to export a set, you know, from that. So I was so proud of it, and I was like, "This is so cool. This is like, this is groundbreaking." Like I was just, it I'm was fucking going, dude. Baby. Yeah, dude, it was crazy, <laughs> and uh, and it was a virtual set. So I, uh, you ever seen like the TikTok of? Um, the dude who's like DJing with like bottles. He's like, he's got like bottles and he's like turning them. Or like the um the dude who's like skiing and he yes, like creates yes. the that one's that one's a great one. Okay. I've seen that one. Yeah, hits the vape, <laughs> dude. Yes, yeah. So I had seen those videos and I was like, well, I don't want to pretend like I know how to DJ because I don't, and I didn't want to start off my brand like just pretending that I knew how to do something I didn't. Like what Marshmallow does? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> no comment. <laughs> oh, he made you sign the NDA already? <laughs> yep, that's the big surprise. Little Debbie. Rebrand. But yeah, so I didn't... So I did my first DJ set on plates with a bottle with bottles i had two plates set up as my cdj like i like to spin them right and then i had like four bottles to like turn, turn the, the knobs, knobs. Yeah. dude so i was like twisting on and off and you should have had a, like a maybe like a light switch panel that you get to hit the slider dude. <laughs> yo that would have been revolutionary i didn't even know about the slider i'd only seen them so i was like two plates boom yeah. bottles check boom knobs i got knobs i got plates i'm good and I recorded the set in my backyard with uh, with a 
like a screen with a projector behind it. Yep. So that was my very first ever set. And uh it was it was wild. Like what like the start to it before I before I performed um that set I had uh also gotten booked for um night days two. Uh and so I so in my first in my literally my first two times doing this, uh like I was on these virtual festival lineups right. and Northern Lights one and Night Days two were both like probably like sixty to like hundred fifty viewers it's watching through Twitch. So it was really cool. It was like I really got to experience what it was like to like feel like that. Like, wow, like, you know, and people are, you know, in the Twitch chat and, you know, hyping it up, even though it was trash. I know they're hyping it up because they're like, oh, we like you. <laughs> but, um, but it really gave me, I, I realized I kind of like this and I think I want to keep doing this. And what's crazy about that first booking is Amorphic was on that lineup. I know, dude. And Yo, look at him now. Amorphic. I'm happy, dude. If anybody deserves to blow up that fucking kid, dude. you saw you you came to the Cassie and Murata show, right? When they were up here at HMAC. No, I I didn't get to go to that. He was on the lineup, dude, and bro. fucking threw down, dude. I he is disgusting, bro. I, insane. I just um, Damiano Cortini. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> and he's a really cool dude too. Like yeah. I met him, and he's really chill. Like very like very down to earth. Yeah. Type person, good kid. Uh huh. Yeah, his so. mom's cool too. I was hammered. I was like, oh, really? <laughs> "You're a good fucking mom for letting your kid come and do this shit, <laughs> dude." It's dude. awesome. She she was a sweet lady. Yeah, and yeah, like he he's killing it, Damn. man. Oh. And and that was, I mean, I listened to a podcast with him, and uh, you know, it talks about how it was a lot of social media stuff, like yeah. kind of like very, you know, doing a. TikTok or a reel every single day, I think is what he did for a month. Every single day for a month. And mm -hmm. I mean, it's dope. I discovered him just scrolling through Facebook videos and I stumbled across a live really? stream. And I was just like, well, this fucking kid thinks he can mix. Let's see what it is. And then I'm like, oh, I like this song. I'm like, oh, oh, oh. Throwing down. Oh, shit. Like, I, like it's, I, it was supposed to be like a quick, eh, okay. Like, I, I, I sat and watched for like good 15, 20 minutes and I was like, Jesus, this kid is fucking. Nasty, bro. Immediate follow. Immediate follows. Like he is going places, dude. When I saw him on the night days lineup, bro, I was sweating. At, well, after I saw his set uh, at night days, I was sweating. I was like, bro, Ooh. I'm DJing on on Ooh. a plate. <laughs> like, yeah, this dude. And he's is got the fucking down. legit CDJs, the dude. ten G's a piece, throwing down. And uh, and then I'm over here spinning a bottle cap. Like, oh my god, bro. Oh, <laughs> but dude, so so yeah, so like I started there and then from there I had uh I believe it was four virtual festivals that I threw and then I was a part of a ton of virtual events. So that like first year of being of you know the Sensei project being there was like experiencing like that it factor like i'm like posting I'll, I'll 
you know, post something on Twitter, just like a video of like an edit I made. Mm-hmm. It's getting like a hundred plus like likes, stuff like that. Like people are going crazy. You do get a lot of interaction on Twitter. Yeah, dude. And that and like so it very much, you know, it very much kind of went to my head. It it like, you know, beefed my ego a little bit. Yeah. It it definitely did. And uh then, you know, kind of shows start coming back and I get booked for my first show and I was like this is awesome played my first show at the church which uh you know a huge shout out to um Jesse and Reese for putting me on that on my very first live event they took a pretty big risk on me you know putting me on and I was also that first event. I was so nervous going in because I had only done this I, in front of a phone screen before. Dude, literally, <laughs> literally, like only ever. And I'm like, and you know, my like my what I assumed is that the artist that was going after me was like some big shot, massive DJ who's been doing this for so long. Like I saw his page. Um, and I was like, okay, he's super dope. And I saw his like live stream and he's like spinning, going crazy with it. And so I'm going in there and you know, like I'm not like at that point I had really only got my controller for a couple months Mm -hmm. and I still wasn't at the point where I was like DJing like crazy. You know, I was pretty much like making edits and then playing like edits and I would play like an edit and then fade it in, fade it out, play another edit. So I knew how to do that, but you know, I wasn't I wasn't any real high tier level of DJ right. at that point. Um so that is about where reality kind of started setting in. You know, like this virtual all the virtual events that I had done were awesome and they really like I you know I was so appreciative to even to be getting all those but you know like with with all that came a little bit of a boost in the ego a little bit of just like I felt very like oh my god like I'm the shit I knew I could do this of course I could like look at me I'm on splice making this shit I'm so fucking (laughs) sick dude and then like I get into the real world, you know, really around this area, and I'm like, wow, like I am a, I am the I smallest fish. Shit, <laughs> I, yeah, I am lower than shit. That's <laughs> like, that's how I felt when I went to Austin, bro. Like, yeah, I was, talk- I was I was talking to dudes who was like doing the comedy around the same time, a little bit longer, and I watched them. And I was just like, I was like, fuck, dude. Like it inspired me. I was like, I gotta hit the books. Yeah, I gotta get writing. Well, and see, and that's, there's definitely like two types of people. There's someone, there's a person who sees that and gets inspired by it and is like, I'm going to get to that level. And that that's the route that you went. My route was like, oh my God, I suck. And I'm always going to suck. Oh. And I don't know if I can do this. And then like. Oh, you let the mind win. Dude. And that's the problem is like, and then, and then I, it created this like fear of like learning this stuff because i was like it all is like it all looks very complex uh, like the, all like cdjs ableton a lot of a lot of buttons a lot of slides a yeah. lot, lot of things that light up and may or may not make sound happen yeah yeah <laughs> literally and like you know you can sit there and watch tutorials about stuff 
for hours but like you know i was i was looking up tutorials and i'm like hold on slow down what does any of what you're saying mean right now like i don't know what you're talking about first of all so how am i supposed to follow the tutorial when i can barely understand the like language you're speaking yeah the lingo yeah exactly because it's second and now i understand now like when i look back at that stuff i'm like okay yeah I know exactly what you're talking you know, about. It's, it's, you know it's funny? Because like, we definitely were dropping shit in here. <laughs> like yeah. During the episode, like talking about subway, sub bass, doll, serum, <laughs> all that good shit. Yeah, dude. Like, people are going to be like, if you don't know, yeah. like, well, what the hell are they talking about? <laughs> dude, yeah. And that's the, yeah, and that's where like now, you know, now I'm like saying this stuff to my girlfriend. And, you know, she's like, I'm like, let me explain real quick <laughs> what what Yo, did you this notice is. That, you notice that uh, key shift when you went from F to yeah. D? <laughs> yeah, like, man, that was disgusting. And he brought his tempo down back to like 172? <laughs> Dude, like, I or, just or catch up to 172? Yeah. I catch myself and I'm just like, man, I am like, I'm just a nerd. I don't nerd. know. Like, what am I saying right now? Like, when did I become this? But like, yeah, I mean, I was like, just, just, I was... I thought I was shit, uh, you know, and then I looked over and then I and then imposter syndrome starts kicking in and I'm like, well, I don't know if I deserve to be here at all. I don't know if I deserve these bookings or if I deserve this like, you know, this like success that I've saw that I've seen so far so early into this project. You know, I had had friends that I played live streams with that had been doing music for like five, six years and hadn't played a live show. And then I just got lucky enough to get one you know like close to about a a little over a year since starting it right and then i'm like i still am not a great dj i know nothing about production i mean i'm still i still when i did the podcast with you i had i was very new with ableton i had just started really learning it and using it i had just switched over from splice and i was mainly using ableton to make like uh mixes right. for soundcloud so like mixes and edits and stuff like that um and so that all caused me to just really spiral down yeah. you know i i was i got to this very dark place and uh when you turn your when you turn your outlet into your now like passion project like what you want to do mm-hmm. then you lose an outlet now music that was my outlet i would spend now it's a job hours yeah now it's a job that isn't doing that well that i'm not doing that well and <laughs> i'm not trust me brother i feel you yeah <laughs> <laughs> yeah so it was hard man i mean there were like i went through a lot and uh you know i was just kind of like I was just so down on myself about everything and then I would get you know a booking or and and it wasn't it would start not feeling the same I wasn't as psyched to get it I've still felt like I don't know if I even deserve to be in the spot that I'm in I feel like maybe other people deserve spots over myself um you know and that started building up this like wall of like pressure around learning to really DJ and learning to produce because now I've put this like level of like the only way to reach the level where I'm going to be happy with myself 
is by learning to DJ and learning to produce like I, and you know and like I don't understand any of it. I look at it and I still don't really get it that much. I know how to DJ now. Yeah. Like at the point where I started playing shows, I had learned how to DJ enough, you know, but like was I good? No. I wasn't like I I knew how to build a set and I knew how to like the like I was really good at building a set. I could make energy happen. Mm-hmm. But like the technical aspects of it, you know, like I would be going from like I'd be going from like 120 BPM to like 140 to 75 to you know, back up like it, it None of it really made sense, and I wasn't really, like, mixing in key. I was, you know, just, like, if I liked the song and I wanted to play it, I'm, like, I'm going to force it in there. I'm, you know, I'm going to make sure that I put this stuff that I want to put in, um, you know, in. And so, like, I was just just very hard on myself about everything. And uh, yeah, I feel like that comes with any any type of type of creative where you're just like, this isn't what I was expecting. Yeah, yeah, like especially when it's like for me, I was someone who I I was very proud that I would pick something up and I would get good at it pretty quickly. Mm-hmm. Like I would pick up, you know, something that I've never done before. And I would just be kind of good at it, like up to that point, like video games, sports, um, you know, card games, board games, stuff like that, like stuff that I, you know, I didn't, I don't put much value on too much of that stuff, but like being able to pick up something and be good at it was something that I did put value into. I was like, I'm good at stuff. Like I'll figure it out. Yeah. Yeah. And then with this, I'm like a year into it and I haven't figured out shit. I'm still like, I'm still like the beginning stages a year into it. Like too scared to upgrade, too scared to learn my stuff. And, uh, it just got to a point where I'm just like, where I was just like, you know what? What's the worst that could happen? There it is. What's the worst that could happen is I learn this stuff and Maybe I'm not good at it. Maybe I learn. Maybe I learn Ableton. Maybe I'm not good at it. But like, if I'm not putting the time in, and I'm too scared to put the time in. I'm always going to be in the same exact place mm-hmm. that I had been for so long. So it was uh, like, I wish I could tell you there was like a moment where like I realized it, but there wasn't. It was. I don't, I don't think there is. Yeah. I don't think, and I, I, I don't think that feeling's ever going to go away, just because like I'm. Almost four years in now. Come September, I'll be four years in. But, well, whatever. Four years with pandemic. I started in 2019. Yeah, dude. That's Um, like a leap year. Like, I still don't think. I still don't know what the fuck I'm doing. Like, I I still eat shit. I just ate shit a couple weeks ago. (laughs) Yeah, okay. It's always always when I try to record myself, I just have a bad set. Oh, man. Do you think think that, like, pressure is in the back of your mind, too? No, I get cocky. (laughs) Uh, Okay, okay. I'm like, I don't need to do material that I've been working on for months. I can just be (laughs) funny and make a TikTok or Reels clip. And then it just proceeds to... And I'm like, well, I guess I'm going to go fucking kill myself. (laughs) 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 But it's just like, if you're pursuing the creative avenue, like, 
that feeling of undeserved, I don't think any of that shit goes away. I think eventually at one point you'd be like, I don't know, like maybe, like I don't know what healthy, successful people do. I haven't really met one yet. <laughs> yeah. Like, is there one? Like, really? like I, I feel like anybody, like anybody doing anything at a high level still probably goes just like, well, you guys are fucking idiots. I don't know. How, like, you know? Yeah. But here's my, you, you said something, you're like, oh, the, that feeling of undeserving, like, I don't put too much stock in that because at the same time, I'm like, well, you're the dumbass who booked me. I'm going to go do my thing, <laughs> you know? I'm going to yeah. take advantage of this opportunity and, yeah. do, and do, do my best. <laughs> uh-huh. Just kill it. Because yeah, like, that's a good point. Like, this one guy um, offered me a headlining slot for that show, actually, he came to. Oh, wow. I'm pretty sure I, I'm pretty sure I filled you in on that while we were waiting. I was like, I was the headliner, and then I wasn't the headliner, and then I was the headliner again, and then mm-hmm. I ended up like 10 minutes before the show. Oh, no, I'm not headlining. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and then I should have been the headliner. <laughs> dude, yeah, you killed. Oh. You killed that night. Oh, man, dude. That was a good time. Yeah, that was Shout fun. out, Murph. Fucking Murph, dude. He's a good guy. <laughs> We're praying for your wife, brother. Uh, I don't know if I'm supposed to say that. I might have to edit that out. Mm. Uh, I'll talk to you about that afterwards. But, Bet. but, uh, but yeah, Murph's a good guy. Um, but yeah, man, this whole, I definitely feel that like putting pressure on yourself, especially with like trying to learn. Like, it's like me. I'm stubborn. I get hungry. I go fuck you. I can do it better than you. You know. Yeah. Um. It's a very. It's like things that I know I'm truly bad at. Where I'm just like, nah. You can that. You can have that. But things yeah. I know I'm good at. I'm gonna work like hell to be better. You know. Yeah. Yeah. So it's like, except I don't write. I I stopped trying to write because whenever I would force myself to write, nothing was good. Mm. Like it would just turn into a monologue and like. I would uh, like it was just a very slow form of joke writing process because like I would whittle it down on stage and eventually just on a whim I would hit it and then that's but so I like I started taking things from conversation okay and expanding on them in some points mm-hmm. you know but like as far as like trying to sit and be like I need to write six new jokes this week you know I don't I don't do that because I just kind of let them come to me because. I think I'm funnier on the fly. Yeah. But it's hard to iron that out to being funny on the fly to stage. Because I had this really fucked up joke about, about, about Asian people used to being white, specifically <laughs> Japanese. And, like, I don't know what happened, but somewhere in the mid-40s, they got a permatan and, and squinty eyes. <laughs> I do this horrendous fucking Japanese impression, and it hasn't worked yet. <laughs> I just look like a fucking racist asshole. <laughs> oh, no, I'm like, oh, it's just so bright, and it just flatlines every time. I'm like, God damn it! Like, yeah. how, how do I make Still this? Still haven't got it yet, you know. But you got to keep. You always got to keep at it. <laughs> I mean, uh, it's hard because like I hate. I hate the fact. That I have a the fucked up sense of humor that I do. Like I wish I could be like a more safe, clean comic, but I'm not. I'm like, let's get crazy with it, <laughs> dude. Honestly, I think especially with comedy, man. Like, you gotta keep with that. Like, it's just comedy is comedy. I think comedy's gotta stay as you know, uh, kind of crude. Like, yeah. uh, comedy should discuss 
things that are uncomfortable and yeah. start conversations about that stuff. But, you know. Plus, it's always fun to just call some dumb bitch a dumb bitch to her face. <laughs> yeah. That's a good time, too. <laughs> Dude, I want to know what oh, that's like. man. Because you get drunk people at these shows, and they think, yeah. they think they're helping. And you get to be like, how about you shut the fuck up, you <laughs> whore? <laughs> Your parents don't love you. They wish they gave you had an abortion. <laughs> like you're just saying the most mean things. Who I would never, ever say in real life. Like if I was talking to her face to face, I would never say those awful things. But because I'm drunk <laughs> and have a microphone, and you're talking during my time, yeah, you get the wrath. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, I can only imagine that shit would throw you off, dude. Like, it, it doesn't throw you off. Not anymore. It used to. Like, when yeah. people would try and talk to her, my sister would be like, Ugh, I'm not doing so good. I'm fucking. And like, uh, I feel my asshole pucker, my my balls shrivel up, and I'm just fucking just like, oh, help. <laughs> oh, no. Yeah. But now I'm just like, hey, bitch, sit the fuck down. Yeah. Let me keep going here. Yeah. So now it's like, now it's just annoying. Mm-hmm. But sometimes a drunk person does give you a little bit of gold to have fun with. You do hear some dumb shit in the crowd, and you're like, hold the phone. Yeah. What was that, sir? <laughs> <laughs> oh, but yeah, dude, good good things are coming. Good things are coming for both of us. Dude, Especially yes. when I move to Philly, dog. Yo, that's going to be crazy. I think, I think, because like every, I don't know if you saw, but Rogan just opened up his club in Austin. Okay. And I, it looks amazing. Dude, and I've he's heard. Had everybody there already. Like, oh. Bro, it is. It's literally like I don't. I've only been to a handful of comedy clubs, but it looks like a comedy, like a comic stream comedy club, and that's exactly what it is. That's what I've listened to a few podcasts, uh, and where they've mentioned that, and every single person who's ever mentioned it said it looks insane, insane. And you know what? What else could you expect, dude? From Joe Rogan building a club in Austin, like that's. I'm not big on the name though. What is it called? Comedy Mothership. It's very fitting, but mm. I'm just, just like, yeah, could have put a little more effort into it. But it is, it is. But that's what it is. It's a chunky name. It, it is doesn't a chunky roll name. off the tongue like, at all. The Comedy Store. Yeah. Comedy Cellar. That's Stand Up New York. Comic Strip Live. Zanies. Like Those Comedy all- Zone. Yeah, uh, Jokers, uh, Carolines, Bananas. Yeah, the comedy mothership. Huh. It is Does ch- it look like spacey? I think the like logo is a spaceship. Okay. Yeah, but I mean, but it's fitting. It's very on brand for Rogan. Yeah, you know, but it's just clunky, and we're just like. We're just like, oh, we get it. You're bringing all the comics there. <laughs> Way to go, bro. <laughs> yeah. You did it. Is that what you want to hear, Joey? <laughs> Joey Rogan, is that what you want to hear, cocksucker? <laughs> <laughs> but no, it is sick. And I, I'm like, I'm shitting on it, but I'm actually a huge fan. But <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like, like, book, dude. Like, I love this name, by the way, Joe. Uh, dude, <laughs> absolutely. Love greatest it. name I've ever heard. Yeah. By the way, you, you don't know who Sensei is. Don't listen to that podcast. <laughs> don't ever listen to that podcast. 
No, I I could never do that. I've never been one to be like, oh, talk shit behind somebody's back and then not be like able to say it to their face. You got to back it up, honestly. And I feel like people respect it a little bit more. Like you can respect it if someone is like, hey, that's a clunky name right away. I bet he doesn't hear it a lot. Because everyone's just like, "Mm, yes, thank you, Joe Rogan. Oh, my God. The mothership. That's so amazing. Dude, how'd you come up with that? You're such a fucking genius, dude. (laughs) You've become a a pundit for, you know, libertarianism and right-wing extreme (laughs) ideology. (laughs) Uh, Shit's fun, dude. But, yeah, man. So, big announcement, too. If you wanna, if you want, yes, because we are we are almost at an hour and a half, and I got to piss. Okay, perfect. Well, then, uh, yeah. So, uh, so I joined up with twenty twenty promotions. Probably about, I think it's been like two years, maybe. Shout out, fucking Hunter and John. Not yeah, Hunter. Nah, Vance and Vance. Vance. I don't know why I was thinking his name was Hunter. (laughs) <laughs> what the fuck? I'm going to slap myself silly. Sorry, Vance. Love you, brother. <laughs> Hunter is a white noise. Oh, that's why. Sir. Yeah, because Bishop. That, that, cause mm-hmm. I was I, fucking, I'm retarded. Guys, yeah. you know. Shout out, Hunter. Here. And white noise. You, you, know, guys, you know I fucking love you guys. <laughs> Shout out, Vance <laughs> and John. <laughs> <laughs> but, yeah, the boys, dude. Yeah, so I think the last time I was on here, I kind of told you the story about joining in. I mean, I always give so much credit to them because I really wouldn't be nowhere near where I'm at right now, and just like I wouldn't have, I wouldn't have known this community. I don't think if I hadn't gotten welcomed by them. Yeah, because I'm a very socially awkward person. Um, so like going to shows with like. You know, just like if I were to go to shows not as a 2020 person, I would just be like, oh, this is cool. And I'd be like vibing and then I'd go home. And I probably wouldn't have met really many people. No afters. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) You know, so, uh, so. Afters are where bonds for life occur. (laughs) 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 So, like, massive shout out to them because. I mean, I sent Vance like a like our first contact was me sending him basically like a story long text of about how I why he should give me a chance. Right. Um, So, you know, uh, we've been doing this for a bit now and we had a really, really good run of shows and we we did it. We, We set out to accomplish something. And I, I personally, I think we did it. I mean, we we created a name for 2020 promotions, and uh, you know, we really created a vision behind it. And I think everyone saw what we saw in it. Um, you know, we've gotten a lot of messages about what's going on with us. What's this big thing that we've been talking about for a little bit? Uh, and. Unfortunately, I can't 100% announce it today. Oh, you cocktease. <laughs> yeah, you I, cocktease. I brought you up there. But I can't 100% announce it today. But I can say that throwing shows was a great experience. We we had the ability to work with some artists and, uh, you know, really get the infrastructure of all this stuff. Um, but towards the end there, we decided it was time to pivot. Do a little bit of a you know a pivot ski, and uh, so this new project 
um, is much more involved in artists, bringing in artists and uh, really hmm, trying to word around it <laughs> uh, without spilling the beans yeah exactly what I can say is that we're taking what we learned from shows and we are putting together a bit more of a community so the same 2020 energy the same like goal the same uh you know, vision to bring this, to bring this scene up and to showcase talented underground artists in our area. Um, and (laughs) you know, so, so with this new project, that's going to be, that's going to be the goal of it. And I can also say that on April 1st, we will officially announce it. It's right there. We are so close to it. Holding it to you, buddy. (laughs) (laughs) And we have put a lot behind this new project, and it is about ready to announce. And as soon as April 1st hits, everyone is going to know what we've been up to. And I got to say, dude, I thought 2020 was, was dope. I thought all of our shows were dope. This has been the hardest thing that I've had to not tell people. I'm so excited about it. Like, please so... tell me you got a hold of Squanto. And bring <laughs> back. Dude, did I ever tell you I argued with him on Twitter? Nice. <laughs> yeah. So, yes, we already got a hold of him. Hell yeah. Uh, from the Twitter argument. <laughs> like, yo, bitch, remember me? I tried, I was trying to get him to do the podcast back in fall. No way, dude. Yeah, and he seemed interested, but really? I just kind of, then that's when life started falling apart and I fell apart and that's when this fell apart. And so mm. I'll reveal, I still have him on Snapchat. I'm like, <laughs> yo, what's good, my boy? Okay. Dude, I feel so bad for Squanto because, like, I got what he was saying, but then he definitely, like, had to have experienced, like, some type of mental breakdown there. Dude, when when I got into a little bit, when I got into it with him a little bit on Twitter, it seemed kind of like he was going through something. Yeah, for sure, it was it was different. I uh, it was interesting. Spiritual psychosis was a thing. Yeah, I mean, I I believe it, dude. I mean, I I for one have had a couple bad experiences, yeah. and uh, it's really really mind breaking when like, you go like, through it. Like, what is real? Brain, brain's just full RPMs, and you're just like, if this doesn't stop soon, I'm fucking eating a bullet, (laughs) dude. (laughs) Yeah, bro. Like, I need this to relax. (laughs) Yeah, dude. I went through a period of time where I thought I didn't think anything was real. (sighs) Those, those are the most dangerous times when you're just like, I could just. Shoot you in the face. Nothing's nothing's real. Yeah, I hate I I hate those. I'm like stone cold sober, and I'm like (laughs) looking up in the sky, right? And I'm like, I've seen a helicopter every single day for the past week. This cannot be real. And then my girlfriend's like, I think they're weather helicopters. They're just patrolling the traffic and weather and stuff. I'm like, hold up, hold up. 
It's no, just, they're not. It's just a fucking every day's a loop. Yeah. It's a <laughs> dude, dude. Yeah, it's all a loop. And all of this is projected. We gotta escape the matrix. <laughs> yeah. We gotta unplug. <laughs> uh, trust me, dude. I'm <laughs> very familiar with these. Yeah. Yeah. So not that I have them frequently. <laughs> yeah, no, definitely not. Not a danger to society, ATF <laughs> and FBI agent listening to this podcast. <laughs> well shit dude it is an hour 23 you got anything you want to plug that you can plug any shows you're a dope photographer by the way as well so if you need pictures taken ladies and gentlemen hit up tanner yo thank you so much yeah uh i guess last plug so my music instagram well my music handle is sensei s-e-n-z-a-e underscore official on Literally everything except for Facebook. It's just Sensei Official because you can't have an underscore on Facebook. Interesting. Weird. Yeah. Um, and then uh, my photography page is uh, L V G H T S underscore Media. Um, so lights, but with a V as an I, which is always tough explaining to people. Yeah. Uh, no one, no one ever gets it. They're like, just type it. Lats. Yeah. Lex. Lats. What are you saying? What are you saying? (laughs) Yeah. It's like I like look in and there's like two V's. It's one, one V, one V. But, (laughs) um, but yeah. So uh, photography, lights, media. Um, I believe this is dropping Thursday. Yeah, I'm gonna have it up tonight. Sweet. Okay. So, uh, for anyone listening that's local, Laser Dome. Dude, I am headlining Laser Dome with a uh, with a unofficial official version of Dusa Three. The very first time being able to air it out, I was supposed to play it out at the last Northern Lights, but we had some technical issues. So now this set is like like four months in the making. So super excited about that. There's going to be lasers. It's going to be super sick. If you're in the area, come through. It's all ages. Dude, it's going to be crazy. I got to work. Oh, man. Yeah, I go on 115 to 2 a.m. Oh, my God. It's going to be a late night. (laughs) Fucking turn up at the Laser Dome, dude. Yeah, bro. Super turn up at the Laser Dome. So, yeah, so I'll be playing that show. If you're in the area, definitely come through. And then other than that, uh, just be on the lookout because April 1st, we're coming hard, fast, and all over, oh, dude. Yeah, Everywhere, bro. Love it when the boys come hard. Dude, we're coming so hard, bro. And we got built up. Our oh, shit yeah. is built up. Dude. Heavy balls. Yeah. We're coming. With, we're shooting ropes at you. Bro. <laughs> yeah, dude. This is a year of build You're up, You're going to hear that shit slap your chin. <laughs> But, uh, yeah, yeah, I'll just click through fucking my shit. Guys, hey, I'm on another podcast. Uh, check out um, We've Been Asked to Stop featuring the homies McLean and Walker. Um, it's their podcast. They they invited me on. Um, not going to lie, we'd be saying some fucked up shit on that one, too. So just warning, air caution. Um, but it's, it's fun. It's a good time. Uh, April 1st as well. I'm up in Pottsville. Um, I'll be posting the flyers. So if, you, if, if you're if you're around, get the tickets. Ten bucks. Have a good time. Laugh your ass off. I'll be drinking again if anybody wants to buy me a beer. And, uh, yeah, that's it. That's all I got rolling right now. Just keep an eye out for the podcast, all that good stuff. Let's wrap it up with some positive affirmations. We staying true. Mm-hmm. 
Uh, oh, dude, you finished with this the last time, and I got so stumped. Yeah, it's my thing. It. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yo, can you do yours real quick, and then I'll do mine? Um, okay, let's think of one here. What's What's been... So I've been doing this thing. Uh, after the gym, I sit in the sauna, and I pray. Okay. It's been the shit. But every day I pray for, for patience, strength, and clarity. Okay. Therefore, I will be tested on patience, strength, and clarity. Okay. Right? So I just want to say, like, the things the things that you are asking for, be prepared to do the work to get them. No, and anything that is given to you is probably not beneficial. Do the work. Do the legwork. Fully better yourself. Understand yourself. Be accepting of the challenges you experience in life because it only makes you better at the end. Ooh. Dude, I love that. Hell yeah. Okay. All right. Well, then I have one as well. Uh, so mine would be uh, you create the universe that you live in. Bam. So be wary of the universe that you're creating. It's very easy to get sucked into uh, into the negatives. It's very easy to look at almost any situation and find the negatives in it. Uh, choose to look at the positives. Choose to surround yourself with the positives of what you're going through and not focusing so hard on those negatives uh, because it's so easy for anyone to get sucked into that hole of negative thinking. Why is, why is this happening to me? Why me? Uh, and you don't realize all of the blessings that you have around you, the friends, mm -hmm. the family, the situations, you know, everything could always be worse. Un unfortunately, in most situations, it could be worse. Try to find the positives in that. Um, and the last thing, tell your homies you love them. Hell yeah, dude. For real. Love and check the on them. All right, dude. I really got to fucking piss. But we did it. All right, <laughs> guys. Another episode in the books. Peace. See ya.